Hello. And we're back. Yes, we are. Listen, I'm going to redo... Wait, this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even know what we do anymore. No, this is... uh, Welcome to... I have have a strange strange story story podcast. podcast. I totally threw you off earlier. I just couldn't. I don't... I'm so sorry. It's... (laughs) We just haven't... We didn't do it last time. I forgot how to do this. Okay. Um, So this is a podcast where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences. But today... Uh-huh. We're doing something a bit differently. Again, because it's Halloween. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're telling our favorite no sleep stories from the no sleep Reddit, which we figured out what was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, this is a callback for me because <laughs> if, because I wanted to read this story as a story. And when I was telling Rebecca about it, she had explained to me that it was from a subreddit mm-hmm. called no sleep, mm-hmm. which that has its own podcast, period, mm-hmm. right? Where people just read stuff from No Sleep. Um, They're fictional stories. I think that they pay Arthur, authors to write stories for them now. They're kind oh, of a big deal. Oh, re- okay. Yeah, they're kind of a big deal. Like, okay. they tour. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, yeah. We're already basically there. We're booked. We're booked solid. um okay so we're gonna do no sleepy night night stories yes and we have another announcement yes we have our year anniversary coming up for doing this show (laughs) one year so yeah we were gonna put together a compilation of everybody's like favorite stories that we've told Mm -hmm. so send in Send in all your fucking mail telling us which one you want us to read. We'll have to sort through them. We may have to like draw from a hat because there's probably going to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just let <laughs> us know uh, which one some, you know, what some of your favorites were. And yeah. We'll put them back we'll, together. We'll put in them a all show together for, for a show. <laughs> a recap, if you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe I will go visit you. For the year anniversary. Okay. I'll get a babysitter for the animals Girl. and I'm just going to jump on a plane. Just hop on a plane and come here. That'd be awesome. I know. That'd be so much okay, fun. Okay, cool. Hey, I really mean that. Okay. I believe it. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, and also I'm drinking a beer. I don't think you are. Oh, you know what? I thought that we were going to do this so differently. And so I decided okay. to not. I just... And also I took a nap and I just totally forgot. Like I literally set my watch for like a 23 minute nap after you were like, let's do this in 25 minutes. And I was like, okay, I get 23 minutes in. I do the same thing to you. Dang, I take naps all the time before our Shit. show. Okay. Bright eyed and bushy drinking. Tail. I'm drinking um, a beer called La- from Lazy Magnolia. Mm. It's Southern Macan. That sounds delicious. It's an ale brewed with roasted pecans. Cool. It tastes very earthy. Like, I think that the witches from the coven Mm. would probably drink this. Because they're, well, only um, Sarah, because she's the witch of the north, which symbolizes Mm -hmm. earth. Mm -hmm. The other one. And she hangs out with witchy woman. And she hangs out. Oh, my God. I watched. I literally watched that last night. (sighs) 
I hate that witch. <laughs> Which one, Sarah? <laughs> no. The narc witch. I hate what's Stevie Nicks. <laughs> she, Stevie Nicks is not in that movie. Wait, what movie are you talking about? The Craft. The Craft. Oh, I'm not talking about The Craft. I'm talking about The Coven <laughs> from American Horror oh, Story. Oh, damn it. Yeah. My bad. So I said witchy woman. Witchy woman is Stevie Nicks. We are not on the same wavelength, apparently. I can't even believe we're sisters Jesus. today. Jesus. Jesus. You didn't even drink. You took a nap and I didn't. And I, t- I drank water. What the fuck, man? Uh, who am I anymore? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> What'd you do with my sister? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough of that bullshit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's do this shit. What episode are we on again? 53. Two? Is it 53 or 52? <laughs> Tell us at home. <laughs> okay, what episode are we on? 53. <laughs> okay. I think it's 53. Okay, 53 it is. That means I go first, right? Yeah. Yes. Because I went first yeah. last time. It only makes sense. Okay, cool. Did I go first last time? We had that yes. whole thing okay. back and forth, so... Okay, we've got to stop. And just go get on to the do show? Our show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is my no-sleep story. This is from uh, writer Zombies Are Us, and I'll leave a link in, uh, a link in the show notes uh, so you can thank this person and go visit her, her stories. Um, she had a couple on there, and I was compelled by the first one that i read but i really liked this one a lot and i think Lindsay, you're gonna like this a lot too i'm excited because the name is super cool and it's a girl mm-hmm. it's a girl i'm fucking in i'm in fucking in in i love women god girls are so Not great like aren't they <laughs> i just love, i like supporting women i love people that look like me <laughs> Okay. This story is called Smile. And I'm going to read it like I'm a voice actor. I hate the neighbors, but they hate them with a smile. I hate dating, but I hate it with a smile. I hate my boss, but I hate him with a smile. I hate my family, but I hate them with a smile. I hate my life, but I hate it with a smile. I hate my therapist. But I hate him with a smile. I hate this list of things I hate. But I hate it with a smile. You see, my therapist told me in order for me to be happy, I have to start with the little steps. He told me, smile. Smile whenever you're feeling angry or depressed. Smile when there's nothing else to do because the more you smile, the happier you'll be. Your brain will trick itself into believing you are happy. In turn... You'll become happy. Boy, was he right. No more late nights staring angrily at the ceiling because of the neighbors screaming for hours just to fuck even louder than their profanities they were slinging at each other 30 minutes prior. Instead, you'll be happy they made up, he told me. You'll be happy to see the brighter side of things. You'll know how to be better at relationships because your bright smile diffuses any bomb. 
Smile when you find the person you're on a first date with repulsive and annoying to the point where you'd actually take your fort out of your chow mein noodles and stab yourself just to get out of there. Smile even wider when he puts his hand on your thigh thinking tonight will be the night he gets laid for the first time in months because when you smile, you look pretty. Smile because you look happy. And when you're happy, it's incentive for others to be happy. Your boss screaming at you because he fucked up but can blame the lowest employee on the totem pole because who the fuck cares about that asshole? Smile in their face. Smile with a few nods to show him that he can't ruin your day. Because smiling with conviction is better than breaking your keyboard over his head. One, because it won't kill him or even really hurt him much. And two, you'll lose your job. And three, you'll go to jail for assault. No one needs to go to jail for a little misunderstanding. Smile away the rage he has and maybe he'll smile too. Is it the holiday season and you just can't deal with the fact that you feel like an only child when you have three older siblings, none of which join your sad parents at the table because, unlike you, they didn't learn how to smile. Granted, one is dead, so they got lucky and have a pretty good excuse. But the others? They abandoned the family, making you feel like they never existed. Smile because your parents need you to, even if you hate them. Smile for them because you're the only one left. When your life can't get any worse, smile when you get evicted from the apartment you've lived in for three years just because someone stole your rent check from the Dropbox outside the leasing office. Smile when they give you two days to come up with the money that you don't have because your bank account has withdrawn $45 and the insufficient funds fee is $35 per day for every day that is still in the negative and you don't get paid for another week. Smile because, well... Things could be worse. Hopping off the bus to your therapy session and some asshole decides to drive through a pothole filled with dirty rainwater just to soak you? Smile at them and wave. They'll never guess you needed a shower since you lost your apartment a week earlier. Don't forget to type their license plate number before they speed away so you can thank them the next time you see them. You remember their smirk as they drive past you because they do it every single time it's rained, and you always happen to get off the bus for your therapy session around the same time they get off of work. Even when you waited for the later bus, you still get greeted by the cold, refreshing splash of murky water because he thinks it's a cute approach to ask you out. After all, you're smiling that gorgeous smile. When he does it, so it must be like a school kid just pulling your pigtails because he likes you. And who wouldn't with that Nobel Prize winning smile? Walking into your therapy session with the scent which you can't put a finger on due to whatever crap is in the pothole puddle on that rainy day. You drip, drip, drip away in the lobby waiting for the therapist you almost hate as much as life. The receptionist isn't smiling. She's never too happy. Such a shame. When you finally get back to the room with your therapist and he asks you, What has smiling done for you today? Just smile when you feel your eyes ready to pop out with rage because when you're smiling, no one can tell anything but you're happy. Smile when you knock on your neighbor's door. Smile when you take your date to his car. Smile while your boss rips into you throwing any crude remark your way. Smile wider when he starts talking about your beautiful smile. Smile when your mom complains about how they got stuck with you as your dad is drinking a cheap bottle of whiskey to drown out the noise. Smile when you go to the leasing office to discuss the eviction notice. Smile when your therapist tells you how beautiful you've become just by smiling more. You see, I've been smiling for so long now that I really just can't stop.
I couldn't stop when I stuck my, my foot in the neighbor's door before he slammed it in my face. You should have seen how wide my smile got when he screamed as I kicked the door open and slit his throat. How his blood stained my teeth as I ran to his girlfriend and threw the knife at her, just hitting her in the thigh, running her leg useless. How I towered over her. How she begged for mercy. I honestly felt butterflies for the first time in years. My smile was true when I ripped the knife from her thigh and then plunged it into her heart. I could tell I had an artery when I pulled the blade out of her leg. But what's a little overkill for something that's that would scream, Fuck me, baby. Fuck me like you would have break me every other fucking night. Oh, sorry for my inappropriate remarks. Oh, and my special date? He was fun. He made me smile, too. When we got to his car, he unzipped and let his saggy dick flop out. He thought I was impressed by his shrimp cock because of my sweet smile. It was really a smile of pity. He never saw it coming. I think the, la the last thing he saw was my beautiful lips wrapped around his plantain dick before I bit down and pulled. Oh, the look he gave me was so silly. He was confused at first, but once he saw the blood squirting from his, I guess I should say, stump, he fainted. I've heard he didn't make it. Some bystander found him in his car. They thought someone fell asleep in their car until they got closer and saw all the blood. So much blood. At least I put a smile on his face. I'm spreading the positivity already. My boss was so upset with me that I couldn't just ignore his anger. I had to rectify the situation, so I asked him if I could chat with him in his office after work. He, of course, agreed because my smile is so contagious. My smile melted his heart, let me tell you. When I knocked, he opened the door of the smirk. Not quite a smile, but we were almost there. He closed his blinds and sat at his desk and propped his feet on his desk, throwing his hands behind his head. He took the liberty of unbuttoning and un unzipping his slacks. His dick was like was a little perkier than my previous dates, but word around the office was he took a Viagra. He liked the element of surprise, and boy did I surprise him. He put his tie around his eyes with a smile. I was a bit hurt he couldn't see my smile when he was smiling, smiling all the way up to the point where I broke the keyboard over his face. Of course, he just got mad, but I shattered the keyboard with that blow, and as he tried to get the tie off his eyes, I crammed a broken piece of keyboard down his throat. The blood started, started to spritz out of his mouth, and I think he ultimately choked on one of the keys that came loose. When I walked out, his dick was still hard as a rock. At least I got my happy ending. The leasing office agent didn't look happy when I walked up to the glass door. She was actually frowning. Now, I don't like frowning. That's top on my list of things I hate. I've done that the majority of my life, so I had to fix that. I walked in, and she rolled her eyes, but still, I smiled. So did she. I made sure of that. I carved a smile from ear to ear. She looked so happy after that. That was after I stabbed her in the neck. She didn't put up much of a fight. She looked strong, but once I pulled out the knife, she cowered in fear, promising she'd help me get my apartment back. Wow, just thinking about it is putting the biggest smile on my face. My cheeks are starting to hurt. Now, my therapist was not a fan of my production for that day. He frowned, too. And you know how much I hate frowning. I simply reminded him, a smile a day keeps the demons away. I'm not sure if he heard me, though. I guess his scream drowned out my words. The smell was nice. It was like a cookout on a nice spring day. I just didn't expect the building to go up in flames that quickly. 
Locking him in his office where he lectured me countless times throughout the years was satisfying. The receptionist, I almost forgot to mention her. She didn't see me creep up and cuff her hands to the chair. She was so freaked out she didn't feel me zip tie her legs to the chair either. Panic is not a pretty look on her, so I made her smile too. She didn't seem to be a fan of the razor blade I used to cut the smile into her, or the needle and yarn I used to stitch up the permanent smile. But how could you complain with such a beautiful smile? Oh, I'm just being so darn forgetful, aren't I? That wonderful man that would go out of his way to splash me when it rained, remember him? He was pretty handsome. Oh gosh, I am just the worst lately. Being so happy has really made me forgetful, I think. See, I work for the Department of Licensing, and a simple little search brought me to his doorstep. He barely recognized me. Maybe it was all the blood that hid my features. He ushered me in his house thinking I was some victim of a car crash or something. I can't recall what he was mumbling to me. He grabbed his phone to call someone, but I jumped him before he could even dial the number nine. I didn't need any cops or ambulance to ruin our time meant for smiling. He wasn't as much fun, though. He folded like a crappy hand in a poker tournament. I actually broke his neck for crying out loud. But he was smiling when his girlfriend came home. I made sure of that. Now, I haven't forgot about my parents. As much as I hate my family, I still have a heart and do love them. But I am not saying I didn't visit them. When I got to their house, my dad had actually lost it. And I mean lost it. He was drunk. Really, really drunk. I really just wanted to say goodbye to them, but I lost my chance by saying bye to mom. When I walked in, it just reeked of urine and shit. He apparently got pissed drunk and couldn't take my mom's negativity. I wonder if he was seeing my therapist too. But he smothered her with a pillow. He didn't like my smile, so he tried to come after me. But he was too stinking drunk to walk in a straight line. I sideswiped, and he crashed into a sliding glass door, ultimately slitting his own throat by impaling himself on the broken shards of glass. It was really a freak accident. I can't take responsibility for their deaths, nor do I wish to. I learned how to be happy. The first step is smiling. Smile through all the hate. You'll feel wonderful, I promise. I'm smiling as I sit here, on death row. I'm hoping I can get an appeal soon. They have no real evidence against me. Remember, I burned down any record of my hatred. I'm just a happy girl that loves to smile. So... You win the award for the darkest fucking story <laughs> that's ever been told. <laughs> I think you understand why now we couldn't do this like. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just to remind everyone, this is a no sleep story. So it's fiction <laughs> that somebody else wrote. I just. <laughs> What's interesting is I feel like that's a metaphor for the life of a woman. Oh, my God. Seriously. Right. Yeah. What's it? also a lot of the shit that happened to her has happened to me. You've killed a lot of people, Lindsay. Well, no, I said what happened to her. Oh, like literally on the phone with my therapist. I was on the phone with her and somebody drove through a puddle of water and splashed all over oh, me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? No. But there were people across the street who just pointed and laughed oh, at yeah, me. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. Remember you yeah, talking about funny. that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that this was a good story that um, a lot of women could relate to. And Mm -hmm. the fact that, um, you know, women are told to smile all the time. All day, every day. All day, day, every day to look pretty, to, you know, Mm -hmm. 
that's the, that's the emotion that you're allowed to show. And, um, I like the story because this woman went off the deep end. She's like, I'm tired of everybody's bullshit telling me to smile. It's not fixing anything. And also nobody knows what you're going through. Yeah. You never know what another, another person is going through, even if they do smile. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen those memes where it'll have people smiling or laughing and it says, this is what depression looks like. Yeah, exactly. And also not being allowed to have an outlet for your feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. And if you are just holding them in like that, like, yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to talk. Yes. And not just smile. That's crazy. That is crazy. Obviously, it drives people crazy. That was a fun story. That was a great story. Yeah, I was very excited. I laughed at a few inappropriate places. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I kind of messed up a couple of times so well done brava brava becky and i or at one point we had said i was like hey let's read the stories and act like they're you know real strange stories and then we'll be like surprise it was no sleep and rebecca was like i can't do that with mine (laughs) (laughs) so now i know there's just no way yeah you get it now Nah, (laughs) you can't get away with that shit Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the story? Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Zombies RS is on Reddit, and uh, she has another really cool story that's kind of in the same vein of um, a strong female character. That's all I'll say about it. Um, and it's a really good story, and uh, I encourage her to write more because this like both of those stories really captivated me and I went to her page and I read that one and I was like, this is the one I want to do. It's very cool. That's cool. I know you go girl. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting us use your story. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to venture into the land of my story. Oh, and guys, this almost got read. Yeah, as a true experience. Got, I almost got got. <laughs> I don't know. It's other thing. So this is um, this is from somebody from on Reddit. His name is CM Smitty, and this is his story. I'm going to try to do it justice the way that you did her story justice. I practiced I it know. over and over and over again. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. Okay. You ready? Go, girl. The title of this is "Why You Should Stay Away from Astral Projection." I haven't slept in four days. My very being is begging, practically crying out for me just to lay down for a couple of hours. I can't do that now. I have to stay awake. If I let myself drift off, I know it'll get me. I'm writing this as a warning to anyone interested in the subject of astral projection. Stay away. Trust me when I say that no good will come of it. I know that there are things out there things that aren't human, things that will take any chance imaginable to latch onto someone. I know this all because they're after me. You see, a week ago, I found an online forum dedicated to that of astral projection. I read countless posts from people describing their unworldly experiences when they left their body. People talked about flying, sprinting through space, and consciously manipulating their dreams to appeal to them. I was fascinated. I've always loved the feeling of dreams and the feeling of being transported to another world inside your mind. So I was very seriously wanting to test this out. 
I quickly looked up how one would attempt astral projection and found several methods of how to quickly achieve such a state of consciousness. I made sure first, however, that there were no negative health effects or mental cautions that came with these kind of experiences. To my elation, there were very little negative effects or warnings. The ones that were listed sounded like bullshit too. So I decided that the next morning I was going to attempt astral projection. God, I wish I could go back now and tell myself to stop. I wish I could tell myself what happened that stupid morning. It seems so long ago now. It almost feels like that morning was a nightmare that my brain dreamt up. I know that's not true. I can still remember exactly how it went, and I know for certain what happened and what followed was anything but a dream. I got home that night and went to sleep without a problem. I had my alarm set for 5.30 that morning, and I woke up extremely tired. All the websites said I needed to be in a drowsy and relaxed state of mind. So I got up, I turned on the lights, and I laid back down after being woken, attempting to project. I laid there for what felt like hours, and I tried everything I was told to do on the websites. At first, I didn't feel anything. But suddenly, I noticed that there was an odd feeling developing in my chest. That's the feeling that grew in my chest, and the same feeling that I felt spreading everywhere throughout my body. I felt it reach all through the edges of my toes and my fingers. Then suddenly, I felt myself lift off the ground. My eyes were still closed, but I knew that I'd elevated and I'd begun to float. I opened my eyes. I was above my body. Now, this was a very odd and very surreal thing. I can't describe how odd it is to be standing there staring at yourself and seeing yourself laying down motionless. However, this didn't really make me feel any fear in the moment. What freaked me out was the fact that the lights in my room were off. I distinctly remember remember turning them on, which is why it was so unnerving to see. Something that also added to my immediate levels of uneasiness was the fact that outside my windows, the sky appeared to be pitch black. And it wasn't not nighttime, but pitch black. Like being in a room that there were no windows, there's no light at all. It was the sky. I quickly looked around my room to make sure everything else was normal. Despite the lights and the sky outside, everything appeared normal. I decided to try to walk around my house a little, um, to further my surprise. Every light in my house was off. It was all dark. The sky outside, the rooms, even the house itself just seemed to be pure darkness. My exploring of the house was quickly interrupted. I was in the middle of looking in my guest room when a door slammed loudly upstairs. Now, for the record, I live alone. My house is fairly small, and I almost never have visitors. There was no way this was just someone who would stop by. I stood there shocked, not knowing what to do. None of the sites I read had said anything about darkness or doors slamming. I slapped out or snapped out of it, and I decided to head back upstairs to see what made that noise. I quickly began to check all the upstairs rooms, and I found absolutely nothing. And just as I was about to head downstairs, I realized that the sound was... It was the door to my room that had been slammed shut. I quickly made my way to the end of the hallway, and I stared at the door, and I almost certainly had left that door open. 
first the lights and now this, I definitely wasn't alone. I opened the door and made my way inside. It was much darker than the last time I'd been in there, but the room seemed empty, except for my motionless body that still lay on the bed. I quickly checked under the bed and in my closet but still found nothing. I laughed at myself nervously for being so paranoid. This wasn't real after all. I mean, what was there to be scared about? It's not like anything could hurt me in here. I stopped. I looked at my shoulder and something had dripped on it. Something black. Something that came from the ceiling. I looked up. That was when I first saw it. I don't even know what else to say. It's just, it was just a thing. Just imagine a really old monster movie. Uh, Picture a monster from that movie with arms as long as the body. Picture him without any clothes. He's skinny to the point where the skin is pulled horrifyingly tight over the bone on his mangled body. Picture him walking like a spider while contouring his limbs and whilst having black sludge-like fluid leaking from his mouth. That was what was crawling on my ceiling. I screamed and I backed up. I was horrified. I'd never seen anything quite as terrifying as this in my life. The creature dropped to the floor and looked directly into my eyes. Its eyes were empty sockets of pure darkness. I watched in horror as the great skin around his eyes wrinkled and his face contoured into a smile that was twice the size of his face. It had millions of tiny needle-like teeth. It continued to smile at me as I lay frozen in fear. Then it crawled over to my body. The way it moved seemed so artificial. It moved like it was a claymation figure. My horror was only amplified when I saw it begin to drool and spit its strange black liquid all over the right leg of my body. It looked at the now blackened limb and grinned wider. I realized quickly that this had to stop. I had to wake up. I made a quick dive for my body and tried to pull myself back into my body. I saw the creature lunge at me, but it just barely missed me. I just woke up screaming. (sighs) I went in an effort as I tried to pull myself out of bed, but realized in horror that I couldn't. I had completely lost the ability to move my right leg. I also noticed that there was an awful searing pain on my shoulder. I quickly called 911 and I was taken to the hospital. The doctors ultimately said that they they couldn't make heads or tails of anything, and they decided that it was psychological or a neurological issue, so they told me to go back home to go to bed and maybe to come back tomorrow. I didn't even bother to tell them about that creature. I didn't tell them about the astral projection. I mean, what would I tell them? That, that a creature from hell had vomited on my leg and I woke up unable to move? After several hours of thinking about it, I decided it was probably just a temporary problem. Maybe it was caused from an intense astral projection. I mean, I guess that's what I get for trusting the internet or something like this. I went to bed that night, just scolding myself for being so careless and throwing myself into something like astral projection so quickly. The night, however, was the cause of even more horror. When I went to sleep, I dreamt that I was back. I dreamt, dreamt that I was back in that godforsaken dark version of my room. There I was again, watching my body lay motionless on the bed. 
I watched in horror as that creature from before lowered itself from the ceiling down to the bed where my body lay. I couldn't move. I couldn't bring myself to stop it from getting near me. I continued to watch. I couldn't look away. And the creature brought itself down right next to me. Even though it was whispering to my body, I heard the words it spoke right in my ear. It whispered in a hoarse and inhumane voice, one that sounded like it had been of a smoker who'd recently gargled wood screws. The words that spoke to me, I'll never forget. The creature leaned down next to me and whispered in my ear, You belong to me now. The creature then rapidly shifted position, placing itself directly above my left leg. I watched and felt sick as I watched the creature retch, and it excreted more black bile and saliva onto my left leg. I wanted to move. I wanted to run. I just couldn't. All I could do to bring myself to wake up was to scream. The scream was enough to wake myself up from the terrible dream. But the nightmare didn't end when I woke up. I woke up completely unable to move or feel my left leg. This was four nights ago. I haven't slept again. All I've been able to do is drag myself from the computer to the bathroom to the kitchen. I've scoured the internet for anything, anything at all that'll help me stop this from happening. I can't find anything. I'm writing this as a warning to anyone interested in the subject of astral projection. Don't attempt it. Don't venture into a world that you know nothing about. What lies in that world is only hostility and horror. They're after us. It's after us. I know it. I know it because it's after me. I know it because I don't have much time left. I don't know how much longer I can stay awake. I know that the next time I fall asleep, it'll get me for sure. I know this because I can see it. It's standing right in front of me. It seems like with every hour that passes, the room becomes darker. The darker the room gets, the more it becomes visible to me. It's watching me, smiling that horrible smile that I saw it smile the day that I made the worst decision of my life. Please don't meddle with astral projection. Don't make the same mistake I did. I'll be gone soon. But I'm trying to get this message out to people who might make the same choice as me. Please, please, please don't. It'll get you. It's not long before it's going to get me and nobody deserves the hell I'm slowly descending into. I've been hearing it whispering to me for the past couple of hours. And it's slowly building into a yell. It's calling to me. I know that I belong to it and that I can't stop it. That's why he's smiling. It's basically shouting now. All it's been repeating to me is one phrase. You still belong to me. God help me and God help anyone who attempts astral projection. I only pray that this thing doesn't find you the way that it's found me. God, please help me. It's going to take me soon. I just want this to end. All I want is to sleep. Stay away from astral projection. Trust me when I say that no good will come from it, and you'll only be dragged deeper and deeper into the hell of your own construction. God help me. Okay. That was a great story. It's fun. I am so glad that that's not real. 
I am so I glad that that's real a no the first sleep. time I read it. I know. <laughs> I was like, that is fucking amazing. I know. And it's all also terrible. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? The black liquid. No. Yeah. But I mean, it was almost like, but it was also sleep paralysis. It was sleep paralysis, astral projection. And they say that that's kind of one of the stages of astral projection is sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how you get through that. Fuck that. Yeah. If that's, I mean, geez. Yeah. And what's sad is talking about, like, I mean, because when I think of astral projection, like, I always think of, like, flying in fucking space, yeah. being like, woo, woo, like, <laughs> like, having fun. Sometimes I talk about, like, what if your dog and you could astral project and go into each other's dreams? Oh, that'd be so cute. Wouldn't that be cute? I mean, maybe. I what, like, if he's, what if he's just dreaming about, like, eating a giant sausage or... <laughs> and just going... Exactly. Yeah, that's all. He's just like licking. He's just licking a giant foot the whole time. Get the fuck out of my dream, you dumb. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be cute, though. It'd be bad. Yeah, good story, man. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a fakey but a goodie. <laughs> a fakey but a goodie. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got to read it. I think it's been almost a year since I messaged that guy. Yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. It was a good story. Very well written. Mm -hmm. Very scary. That's why you believed it and to be true. I still want to do astral projection. Okay. But, you know, maybe I'll read a few more stories in my mouth. <laughs> it's not just flying through the sky and looking down and seeing, you know, Spain or like France or something. It's, you know. It's like a different plane. Little creepy crawlers. All together, yeah. like a different Oof. yeah dimension, yeah. maybe. It's kind of like Stranger Things. Yes, it's the upside down. Territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anywho. So our stories today were fiction. They were from No Sleep on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Like the famous no sleepy, no sleepy night night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did today. That's what we did. Um, because it's the month of Halloween. So we're having, we're mixing it up. We're doing the old mixeroo. We're doing some funsies, some stuff mm -hmm. for funsies. Um, but we will be back to our normal podcast next month. <laughs> so if you would like us to read your story, if you have a strange or like paranormal story you want us to read, we're looking specifically for um, alien abductions where they stick stuff up people's butts. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, you can send those to. If you have an anal I... encounter. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it to. I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and would be happy to read that little bitch. Yes. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, share our podcast with your friends, family, enemies, uh, coworkers. Get you know, make it real, um, inappropriate, and uh, awkward. Yeah, Talk, that's how real awkward. Make it real awkward. Be like, have you heard of this paranormal uh, podcast where they talk about people getting probed in the butt by aliens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do all that. Um, if you subscribe, uh -huh. rate, and review us, uh, please take a snapshot of your review and send it to our email address with your physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. If you'd like to mail us something, your story, something funny or weird, no more hair. Lindsay has enough. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R. G-E-T-O-W-N, 
78627. Oh, also another thing is um, I was on the Witchy Woman podcast. <gasps> yeah. I was a guest. Oh, uh, yeah, it was cool. I told a story about you. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I know. Well, it was that one scary story that I have, but some of it was about, you know, you were in it, so. Okay. Yeah, so. Was it, did you tell them my original story that I think I made up? Yeah, I kid? did. I told her that too. <laughs> did you tell them I made it up? I told her that um, you you said it was an overactive imagination, <laughs> I mean it could have not been but who knows yeah I said that too I said <laughs> the mind does good things to protect itself so yes. so yeah check it out witchy woman podcast I think the episode is called like I'm basically a hobbit <laughs> so I mean it makes sense right yeah, yeah totally. no, it does make mm-hmm. sense cool yeah Check it out and check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Oh my God, we're going through the whole thing. Yeah. We okay. have a Twitter account and oh, yeah. I never get on it and I'm sorry. And we also have a Snapchat account and you know, I just don't understand Snapchat. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, I think all, we do, all you do is like put pictures on your story. Like, okay, okay. That's, that's Instagram. That is Instagram. Yeah. So just go to Instagram, please. So <laughs> find us on Instagram where... I do really well for a couple of days and then I stop posting anything and then I have to start posting things again. You do really well, good. <laughs> like, we've got like a big following now that you're in charge. When I was in charge, we had like 80 people and I was like, can you fucking believe it? There's 80 people along us. <laughs> and then you took over and like we have like 400 and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, you knew. okay. <laughs> I did it for almost a year and I had 80 people. <laughs> hey, that's not bad word of mouth. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not bad. Anyways, I guess that's it. Wilson's crying now. It's time for everybody oh, to eat dinner. Did you hear that? Yeah, somebody <laughs> busting out the door saying, don't feed me, Oh, bitch. my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.